Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Under new legislation, rape accused will have to show consent. By the way, can I just mention, just before I go into this, you know, if you've got kids in the car, not that it's going to be anything too heavy, but in saying that, we will be talking about, uh, well, as we do on a regular basis, I suppose, in the show, stuff that's quite adult content. Okay. So I just wanted to mention that just in case you've got kids in the car there, okay? Rape accused will have to show consent belief was objectively reasonable under new laws and new reforms. So this is uh, new laws being brought forward by Justice Helen Mc, uh, Minister for Justice Helen McEntee. And a person accused of rape will have to show that they had objectively reasonable belief that they had consent of the victim to have a defence in law under the new plans due to be approved by the Cabinet on Wednesday. The Minister said she will bring a memo to the Cabinet on Wednesday morning seeking an overhaul to the laws on consent, knowledge and belief in rape cases. Under the new plans, the new legislation will change the current situation where a person is not guilty of rape if they honestly believed they had consent from the victim. Which I always thought was reasonably fair because you have to have some level of defence for the accused as well. Because, of course, we, we should always stand by everybody's innocent until proven guilty. But it seems we're switching that around when it comes to rape and it's almost like you're guilty and you have to prove your innocence. So I don't know how, how well this will work. And I understand, by the way, and I want to be very empathetic and sensitive towards victims of rape out there because, of course, it is the most heinous crime. Now, the accused offence that the man believed the woman was consenting will instead have to be objectively reasonable. Effectively, this will mean that juries will take into account the steps the accused took to check whether the woman was consenting. There will also be new provision in the legislation that self-induced intoxication will not be a defence to a charge of rape. Now, let me give you an idea of what that is. I want to try and give you an analogy without sounding too insensitive. Quick analogy, right? So Mary and Johnny meet in the bar. They both have a few drinks taken. They're not pissed, but they have a few drinks taken. They go back to his apartment. They have sex. The next day, Mary has serious regrets and doesn't remember anything apart from the fact that she knows she had sex. She goes to make a formal complaint uh, to the Garda Síochána and Johnny is questioned and brought to court. I'm simplifying this, by the way, in editing the story, obviously. Johnny claims in court that he did ask Mary the night before uh, she could, uh, 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 did she consent, but Mary says she can't remember that happening as she had a few drinks taken. The law suggests, the new law will suggest that Johnny will not be believed unless he can prove she consented to the sex. In other words, it's not up to her to defend herself. It's up to him to prove it. So how does he do that? He can't, unless he's recorded her actually saying it or videoed her, you know, and said, listen, just for the, for the record here, in case anything ever happens, can you just say into that there that I, you give consent? Uh, we are heading down the road where somebody suggested a while ago we should have an app. Now, I want to say under all circumstances that sex should always be consensual and a man should never take advantage of any situation where a woman is drunk to the point that he feels she's not responsible for her actions or decisions. And firstly, I'm asking if you agree with the new proposed law. Also, many campaigners today are saying that this is the reason that we need, I suppose, sex educate, the new sex education bill for children so they understand consent, sexual orientation and sex education. And we're talking about primary school children here. So I want to just throw this out. Do you think that children should learn about sexual consent 
in the context of adult relationships, obviously. Obviously, they should learn about consent, you know, stranger danger and all that kind of stuff. Of course they should. But should they learn about sexual consent in the context of adult relationships in primary school education? Do you think that's now a good idea when you listen to that new piece of legislation? Because I would say, particularly for boys as well, they have to be educated because if they're not they could find themselves in a very precarious situation in court where they're accused of something that they genuinely believed they didn't do anything wrong. They may genuinely believe they'd done nothing wrong, but under the law, they've taken advantage of a situation where somebody doesn't remember giving consent. Uh, the number is 87 8 Do you think children should learn about sexual consent in the context of adult relationships and sex education in general in primary schools but considering these, these pieces of legislation are coming in and going to put everybody in very precarious situations if we don't act responsibly. The number is 087-188-0008. Let me know what you think. 087-188-0008. Are you happy? Or do you believe as a parent, that's your job to educate your child around sex? Uh, let me go to Amy. Amy, you're an Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Amy? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Good. Amy, I mean, look, th- this piece of legislation... Um, which is going to remove this object, uh, objectively reasonable wording from the legislation, to me, I think, is a little bit precarious. But it does bring forward the need, I suppose, to educate people a bit more, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Mm. So, I mean, when it comes to primary school, is that too young? Uh, like, realistically speaking, you know, they're not going to be teaching junior sir or junior infants or senior infants, you know, they're not going to be teaching kids that are in first class. I think it would be more probably geared at people. Fifth and sixth class. Yeah. Fifth and sixth class, exactly. You know, they are going in, you're, you're in fifth and sixth class, you're going to disco. You know, you're, you're getting the shift off people, you know, and they seem to at have... fifth and sixth class? Yeah. Are you having a laugh, Amy? They're only six years of age, seven years of age. In fifth and sixth class? They're well, like seven and twelve. Would they be? Oh, I do. sorry, I do apologise. You're right. They would. They would be about eleven years of age, ten, eleven years of age. Okay. All right. Yeah, they'd be going to their little, you know, summer discos and student discos. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, I do apologise. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, like, yeah. I mean, they they are they they are you know practicing sexual stuff with people, whether that's you know kissing. So it's the first time they might have a little bit of a crush on somebody, or they. Yeah, I get you. So, like, you know, they, they do need to understand it. And I think, like, a lot of parents, like, don't get me wrong, there is some children, you know, that, that are, you know, very disconnected from that sort of stuff in life until much, a much older age or, you know, even mm-hmm. into the middle of, of secondary school. But, like, the majority of, of kids in fifth and sixth class are somewhat aware of what sex is. You know, they've seen something on a show. They've seen something on TV, whether it's a, you know... A, they know a, mommy and daddy do something in bed together to produce a baby. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they're, they're not that naive. And I think, like, a lot of parents probably delay it um, a little bit too late where, you know, their friends have said X, Y, and Z to them and they've picked up that, you know, what their friends are saying is okay and their parents are just telling them a chat later on. So I, I don't feel like there is there's any badness in it. You know, I feel like it would benefit children growing up to understand what consent is and what's right and what's wrong and understanding that at an age where it should be taught considering again like even you've kids five six years old watching the simpsons and you know there's sexual endo stuff in the simpsons so they, they are mm-hmm. you know they, they are seeing it it's, it's not something that's massively hidden anymore you you click on the internet you know you have 
pop-up ads on, on YouTube and you've, you know, pop-up things or sexy singles in your area looking for you. Um, or all these sorts of things. So. <laughs> they do pop up every now and again. Are you looking for somebody in your area? Yeah, I, I know. There seems to be an awful lot of people in everybody's area lately if, you ju- if they were judging by the internet. But, uh, but a lot of people will say, well, hang on, Amy, you know, uh, we agree with you, but it's not the place of a teacher to teach their version of consent or their version of sex education or their version of gender identity or their version of sexual orientation to my child, it's up to me because I will teach them in my own eyes, in my moral views, what I believe is right and wrong. Like, I I think, like, the school would probably be doing it more, you know, obviously at a syllabus level. And then you come to, you know, the if, if they're teaching children and they teach them incorrectly, then that's a whole liability. Mm. So I reckon, like, this would be something that's fairly ironclad, you know, stick to the syllabus sort of thing. And obviously, you know, that is something that parents are going to get to see before their, their children, I would assume that there's going to be something, you know, where concerned parents can get, you know, a copy of the syllabus for it. Um, you know, I don't think they're going to be throwing on, you know, the likes of Pornhub and playing something for them going, look, kids, this is what happens, you know? Yeah. Um, so, it, again, I, I feel like it, it will be very, like, kind of, you know, scientific versus right and wrong on a moral level. You know, if parents want to teach their children, you know, no sex until after marriage, that can still be thought, but it's more the understanding that the schools are going to be teaching of it. In relation to the new legislation, which is why I want to talk about the Sex Education Bill today, because legislation is changing, you know, by the day when it comes to sex and rape and all sorts of different things about consent, etc., etc. This new piece of legislation, which will go to the doll on Wednesday, where the accused defence that the man, or, or the accused's defence that the man believed the woman was consenting will instead have to be objectively reasonable. Effectively, this will mean that juries will take into account the steps the accused took and he will have to prove that he got consent. Is, is that taking it a bit far? Because we're now suggesting, to me, it seems like the man is guilty till proven innocent. D- d- does yeah, that come across that way to you? Or do you think that's a step too far, that there's no reasonable defence? It's def- definitely is. I mean, what are you supposed to start doing? Wearing a, a body cam on a night out, you know, or a hidden recorder so, you know, you you can record things. People go out, they get drunk, stuff happens. You know, that, that is what it is. If, if, and again, you know, I don't mean to go either way, but, you know, people decide to partake in in activities with more than one person on a night out and, you know, regret it the next day and then decide to go to the guards, um, you know, to try and retain some type of um, credibility. Um, yeah, there's a difference was, between regress uh, and, and exactly. rape. You know, I mean, and I want to be made that abundantly clear that I'm not minimising uh, what happens to, to women or men, indeed, if they're raped. But, but no, there, there, is, there is also regret as well. I mean, Yes, definitely. Um, you know, and I, I feel like some people may regret something or, you know, may feel like, oh, if they don't, take this certain step that they might be shamed or shunned or, you know, that there might be story time about them. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it is a step too far that this law is automatically going to say, oh, well, you can't prove that they said yes, so you're guilty. I mean, there will also be a new provision in the legislation that self-induced intoxication will not be a defence to a charge of rape in relation to the accused's capacity to understand. In other words... You know, in the analogy I gave where the guy says, well, well, I did. I actually said it to her and I asked her, is it OK if we had sex? And she said yes. And she goes, well, I don't remember that. I had a few drinks taken. Well, he's still guilty. Do you understand what I'm saying? I, 
I don't know. I mean, I understand. And, and, the, and the message clearly, and it always has been, never take advantage of a woman when she's drunk. Absolutely. Everybody knows that. We, we all should know that at this point. Um, and never take advantage of a woman who's in a situation who can't be responsible for her own actions or can't be responsible for her own decisions because of the intoxication, the level of intoxication. But, I mean, I would imagine that the majority of sex amongst young people in their 20s, student types, that happens around the country on a Saturday night in a one-night stand is usually in a state of intoxication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like, you know, there, there's nothing even on the guy's side to say that he isn't severely intoxicated, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like, d- d- different people handle intoxication very differently. Like, some people, you know, have four or five drinks and black out. Some people could have 15 pints and remember everything, but obviously still be highly intoxicated. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's not a one one shoe fits all. And I, I don't feel like that legislation will, will be upheld. Like, obviously, it'll be... I, th- I, think, I think it will. I think it will go through the doll on Wednesday and I think it will be brought into, into legislation. But anyway, uh, OK, well, let, let us get back to what we're talking about. And this is the reason we're talking about consent today. And stay there, Amy, if you can, because Alison, I want to go to you as well. You're in Ireland's classic kids. Alison, uh, sex education, some people have objections to it in primary school and they say, I don't want my child being learning about anything about sex, yeah, gender identity or sexual orientation or any of that kind of stuff or consent in primary school because that's my job. I'm an adult and not the teacher's job. How do you feel about that? Hi, and I love the show. Um, basically, I, I was just listening to you, and I think it should, like, the talk, or the magic talk should the be talk. <laughs> the talk before secondary school, because their hormones are all over the place. As soon as they hit first year, it's boys and girls, and, you know, things happen. Yep. So I think some sort of conversation, obviously the parents as well, should be, you know, having a chat with them about consent and, you know, when you should and when you shouldn't. But I do think the school should play maybe a smaller role, you know, in having, like, maybe, um, you know, somebody come in and, you know, we're going to talk about this today and this is what it means. And, mm-hmm. you know, don't, don't go too overboard about it. Yeah. Just let them know that the world's a very different place now to when I grew up. It's very you know, worrying. I find the world, I, I'm glad I'm not yeah. young anymore and out dating on the dating scene and everything else. And I'm, uh, you know, but it's for people out there have sons and daughters. Yeah. And, and I'm going to say this, particularly sons, to mm-hmm. some to some degree. It, you know, it's very worrying. And and, and, and again, I'm, I'm not taking away the, the dangers that are out there for your daughters too. Of course, there's dangers out there as well. Yeah. But but I, I would also be worried about young boys, when I say young boys, 18 and 19 year old lads who are out there who do things in innocence sometimes. And and they had a reason, well, as I said, an objectively reasonable belief that they had consent. Yeah. And now that's been taken out of, that's going to be taken out of law. In yeah, other words, they, if they're accused of something, they will be guilty before they're innocent. Yeah. I think that's where I think well, we're heading into a dangerous isn't situation. That this country all over them. Well, I don't you know. know if it's just like this country. They're going to bring in this law. Fair enough. You you get the scenario about the the man and the woman. Um, but like, if the two of them have drink on board, and you know, how is he going to prove that he can't? He well, can't. No, unless unless, and I remember the years ago, somebody said uh, said something to me in the air, and I said, "You must be mad." They said there should be an app. And I said, what yeah. do you mean an app? And he said, a consent app that pe- their person has you to sign b- yeah. before they, they have sex. And I said, that's ridiculous. But I, I'm seeing right. a point now where that might not be such a bad idea now to protect yeah, each it, other, to protect each like other. Like even if you're, if you're only on the dating scene, um, it's very scary. 
you know, if, if you're out having a few drinks and you're getting on great and, you know, you've known each other a couple of weeks or whatever and things happen and then she goes to the guards or he goes to the guards, whichever, you know, way it is, um, and you're automatically brought in this guilty person now, you know, open court, and you can't prove that you actually did say, well, is this okay with you? And, mm-hmm. you know, you can't, you just can't. It's very scary. Mm-hmm. Well, again, that's why we're talking about the need yeah. for understanding of consent, because yeah. I think I genuinely thought I understood consent, but it seems to be getting more complicated as time goes on. Um, and a lot of people will say, Alison, I agree with you and I agree with Amy, but yeah. I also think, too, do I really want a school teacher who might have very different views on life, True. you know, um, teaching my children what she or he believes is the right way to teach sex education? Yeah, that's why I think like the parents or grandparents, um, they play a huge role in this, in not only protecting who their children are going to be with or, you know, whatever, but their children so that mm-hmm. they know and they, they're safe mm-hmm. if they meet someone that they fancy and, you know, they've seen each other for a while, you know, to make sure that this doesn't happen to them. Amy, can I ask a question? Do you think the majority of parents are clued in when it comes to talking to their children about sex? Um, yeah, yeah, like, you know, we'll say 20, 30 years ago, they, they would have been, you know, from a slightly different generation. Uh, nobody spoke to me about it when I was a child, you know, they, so that was a different time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember getting the, the talk um, Christmas Eve, I was 11 years old and we were walking to get sticks for the fire. Yeah. Um, it was traumatic, um, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> My was, uh, it, it wasn't a uh, you know there was a, there was not a lot of details left out uh, a very detailed explanation of how the birds and the bees work um, you know I feel like my mother could have probably toned it down a little bit um, but yeah I mean obviously you know if 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 a school had taught me it probably would have been less traumatic than yeah <laughs> my see my father and mother were quite conservative and I think the only thing my father ever said to me at one point was is a uh, no, I'm just letting you know, if you see a nice girl, things can happen down there. That's all you need to know. <laughs> I go, okay, fair enough. That means that's normal, so. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but but that, was, that was about the height of the sex education. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I was, and I do understand it has to be better. But, Alison, do you think most parents are clued in? I would say majority of them are because of the way the world is now. Like, back in, like, when we were growing up in the 70s, 80s, 90s, you know, everyone was having sex and there was no like obviously rape is rape and that is just the most horrendous crime to ever happen to anybody but like it was just a norm back then like it just it was you just did it mm-hmm. you didn't go are you okay you know it was the way it was yeah but because things have changed so much and the world is a scary place so we all have to look after each other and our kids and make sure that they know the right steps forward yeah, you know, in in looking after their own self and the person that they're with. See, and I do understand why we have to have very strict legislation around it, but I I, I think we have to be careful too that it's not careful. a instrument. And somebody sent in a text here, and I want both of you to hear this. I can't believe you're reading this out. My stomach feels sick as I'm listening to this. This is what happened to me. We had a few drinks and there was absolutely no intention of sleeping together. It was our first date. He turned up drunk and he had been at uh, a whiskey testing all day for work and he worked in a bar. 
but was but he wasn't legless. I don't want to go into too much detail as it's too upsetting for me. But the last thing I remember was me coming to in my bedroom as he dragged me to the floor and I was naked and my head banged off the floor and it woke me up. Then I blacked out again. Then when I woke up with him on top of me, I reported to the police and they didn't believe me. Their attitude to me was disgusting. And by the way, that's wrong, right? Because if you go to the police, and I always believe this, no matter what has happened, be it, you know, you're making it up, be it an innocence or it's a real story, when you go to the police, they should listen and they should yeah. support you and they should investigate it. Now, I don't go with the line that, oh, there was this line going around there, you know, a while ago, you know, women should be believed because women can tell lies too, you know. Uh, yeah. So everybody should be supported and listened to. And then we find out exactly what the truth is eventually by questioning people, et cetera, et cetera. That's the way the law should work. But I mean, that's disgusting that the guards would have, or the police would have that attitude. It was just horrendous. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my God. I mean, and and that's wrong. That's rape. You know what I mean? And and I think we know that that's rape. But we are talking about, I suppose, earlier on when I talked about the new legislation, we're talking about the grey areas. But there's no grey area in that. I mean, that poor girl was taken advantage of. Yeah, Uh, 100%. Yeah. Okay, well, listen, i got to go to a break. Listen, thank you very much indeed, Alison and Amy. Keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number's 087-188-0008. Let me just play a WhatsApp voicemail for you as well. Afternoon, Niall Paul here. Love the show. Yeah, it's a very grey area because if two people are out drinking and they both probably couldn't remember and ended up at home and in bed with each other and then the next morning, maybe either or party regrets what they've done. And uh, But, you know, how do you define it to be a rape? You know, like, how do you define that if two people are pissed and don't remember? Well, then, do you know what I mean? Like, so what happens there? Just the fella goes down or the girl goes down for it for and spends time in prison? Is that is that what they're trying to say? Well, that is what they're trying to say, to some degree. Um, and I, I, I certainly don't want to cross, come across as being insensitive towards victims of rape because that's certainly not what I want to do because my, my empathy and my sympathy and my understanding is with every single, each and every one of you or anybody who has gone through something like that. And if you go to the guards, you should always be taken seriously. Of course you should. And they should listen to you and they should support you and they should question the person that you're making an accusation against. But the idea that we switch the law to some degree, it sounds to me, where a person is guilty before before they're proven innocent. That's that's not what justice is. And I, and I think we have to be fair. And we have to be fair to the victim who becomes the state's witness. And we have to be fair to the accused, who is an accused person who could be innocent. They may not be, but they could be innocent. And we have seen cases in the past where people have lied. There's no doubt about that. That has happened. And we have seen cases where people have told the truth and sadly the person has walked away. It's a very, very difficult case. But we have to be fair. We can't just balance the law on one side or one for one gender because we believe that's the right thing to do. And I, I think we have to be careful. We have sons and we have daughters. Uh, the number is 87 The question I'm simply asking you is, do you believe that we should be teaching sex school education and consent in primary school? Some people are saying yes. Somebody says uh, in a text here, Niall, I understand what Alison and Amy are saying, uh, but I currently have a child who's in fifth class in school. I would hate to think they were teaching my son about sexual education, about what mum and dad do in bed and how they consent in relation to it. That's my job as a parent, or certainly wait till they get to secondary school. Let me know what you think. The number's 87 Good afternoon, Niall. Um, well, I mean, oh, the law is going to change. There's no doubt about it. It's going to the doll on uh, Wednesday, but I'm pretty sure it'll be approved by Cabinet and it will go through the usual process and, and the laws will be changed in relation to uh, to rape where a man will have to prove he's had consent. Um, 
so on that note, because it's going to happen and we can argue about it all day, um, do you believe that we should be teaching more about consent and sex ed in primary school to prepare boys and girls uh, for that event or eventuality? No, no. No. Absolutely not. You don't, there's no need to introduce any kind of, uh, you don't You don't introduce sex to children. Sex is not part of children's lives. They're not in that realm yet. So you, you don't introduce it. Well, you would do it as an age appropriate, in an age appropriate way is what they're suggesting. But I don't think primary school children are engaging in sexual activities. So well, no, they're you? not. Well, they're not. But the, the argument Amy makes is they, they, by the time, you know, they're in fifth class, which is 10 years of age, they know about it anyway. They know that yeah, yeah, mommy and daddy do something in bed yeah, together and there's a baby, you know. But, the, but they're a long way off engaging in, in, in anything like well, of that. Of course they are. But is, but is, so, is that, that so the why point to us? Well, that is... What, no, I'm, what, not, I'm not saying I agree with, by the way. I'm just giving uh, yeah, you the counter-argument. Well, I, I, I disagree... I think this is a doorway to sexualizing children and to, just to, to moving something forward into kids' lives that they don't need. They don't need that. And uh, was there some intimation that there's going to be pornography spoken about or yes. shown to kids? Well, well, I, well, they won't be showing kids pornography, but they will be talking about pornography to children. Right. You know, I would disagree with that too. That's, that's disgusting that you would be talking about pornography or sexual activity or what adults engage in to children. That's sexualizing children. Mm-hmm. It's abuse. Those who who agree with it would say that your children, and if you look at the studies that have been done at the moment, because a lot of kids have smartphones at the age of 10 years of age, are exposed to pornography or naked pictures of adults. Well, I know, no, and I agree with you, by the way, that's the parents' responsibility to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. But but you could be a good parent and say, I'm not getting Johnny, the nine-year-old, or Mary, the nine-year-old, a smartphone, so that sort of stuff doesn't pop up on their screens. Well, uh, but their mate I, will have us. I'm coming from a generation like yourself. Now, I'm a bit younger than you, but nobody sat me down at 10 and started telling me about the birds and the bees and sex and no, porn no. and all that. That didn't happen. And naturally, I learned about those things as I got older, so there was no need. I, I'm okay. You're okay. Uh, I wasn't exposed to anything. I wasn't hurt in any way by anybody as a result of not being taught about sex. So why are we reinventing the wheel here? I suppose, but, yeah, but, but the argument is when you, when you talk about pornography, say, to a 10 or 11-year-old, you're not going to be talking about what they're doing in the pornography. You're not going to show them clips of Pornhub or something like that. But what you are going to be saying is, you know, as you get older, you will see images of you know men and women doing things some of that is not real we want you to understand that and be very careful about that and where you where you and if you see something like that talk to your mom and dad yeah, so that's the kind of conversations they'll be talking about you know they're not going to show them a half hour video of you know porn from Hornhope or well, something I, I hope so no <laughs> not but it's talking about the dangers and the unrealistic expectations of both men and women when it comes to well, I, 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 I think you know Children should be allowed, like I was, to in an organic way to just figure that out yourself. And How's that worked out? I'm fine. No, no, I'm, ju- I'm just saying generally in the world we live in now, because you're fine, I'm fine, because we weren't exposed to what children are being exposed to now. So, I, and I'm not well, saying, then, again, well, I'm not well, saying I agree with it, but I'm well, giving you the counter argument and I'm saying, solu- how is that well, working the, out? The solution then is to make sure that children are not exposed all of this social media and all of these things that kids are exposed to, maybe maybe there's a need for legislation to clamp down on that and stop all that. Couldn't agree with you more. Maybe that's, maybe that's what needs to be done and not, 
oh, well, we'll, we'll allow a free-for-all on these smartphones. You can look at what you like, do what you like, but we'll introduce legislation to uh, start telling kids at 10 about Pornhub. No. Stay, well, stay there for a second. Let me go to Lisa as well. Lisa, you're in Ireland's classic. Yeah, stay doing, Lisa. Hi, Ireland. How are you? Good. Lisa, you, you've been listening there now um, to what uh, Will has been saying. Certainly not primary school children. There's no need to expose them to that. That's the sexualization of children. Every age to expose us. Primary age children getting pregnant and, you know, primary age boys become a father. So. Primary, no, hang on. Primary primary school children are not getting primary pregnant. Primary school, there's 11-year-olds, even in Ireland, getting pregnant. Um, with the greatest respect, right. with the greatest respect, Lisa. I, right. I, I'm, not, I'm not going to even bother looking at the statistics, I'm but I'm pretty sure that it's quite a rare thing. And that child most likely has been raped probably by their own parents. It's so, rare. And I don't know the state. Now, I don't even think it's worth, you know, we change legislation, we change everything, we change policy just because one thing happens. That's not the way it works. That's not the way the world works. That is a no. very rare. Actually, to be honest, teenage pregnancies have dropped in the last 20 years. There's far less teenage pregnancies now than there would have been 20, 30 years ago. Because of, as a direct result of education, uh, it's and I, contraception. Yeah, and it's vi- educating them about contraception. It's vital that children are taught about consent. Um, I don't like in this country the way we throw everything at school. You know, they've to teach them everything. Like, that's ridiculous. It, it should start in the home. I think every child should be taught and made aware about consent. Um, okay. There's no point in shying away. Oh, but getting back to what we're talking about, Will says we're talking about primary school children. We're not talking about 14 and 15-year-olds or 16-year-olds who might get who might get pregnant. We're, right. And the idea, again, I'll go back to, you know, primary school getting pregnant in school is not really happening in this country. Okay. In, in some countries in the world, maybe it's more prevalent, but certainly not in Ireland. Um, and if it did, it does happen. That's a serious rape case that should end up in the High Court and the person responsible. It's not a rape case, Niall, if two 12-year-olds uh, have sex. You know, that's, that's, not, that's not the way it works. Um, and again, it's down to education. Okay. It's okay. vital. Again, and it doesn't have much, Niall. If two 12-year-olds are having sex, I have serious difficulty with their parents. But one is too much as well. Do okay. you know what I mean? So a little bit of yeah, awareness. But you don't, yeah, but don't, you don't change laws and policy around one incident or the odd incident. It's, it's changed because we have a problem in society. Now, we do have a problem in society because, unfortunately, women get raped. Men get raped too, by the way, uh, primarily yeah. gay men. Uh, but in saying that, getting back to what we're talking about, Will says primary school is too young. That's my job. I'm a parent. No, it's not too young. It absolutely is not too young. Children are never too young to teach them bodily autonomy. Never too young to teach them awareness. Most families in Ireland, and anyway, I see it all the time, they, uh, they teach a child on one hand, stranger danger, and all about their own body and what have you. And then in the next breath, they're forcing children to hug uncles and grandparents. When a child is visually, you know, upset, they don't want to hug. Oh, and, and, and they're forced, you know, oh, give them a hug. Say thanks, give him a hug. Even down to that, it's disgusting behaviour to do that to a child. Um, my parents did think, that. My parents did that to me. Give your auntie at well, Christmas time, or give your auntie Mary a hug there before we go. Yeah, well, and I, you don't I, want I, to hug her. But I don't see anything too wrong with that. Well, but but you see, no, you it's don't. He, I, I'm an affectionate. I'm now affectionate. Picture. I'm an affectionate person. But you're not looking at the bigger picture. You cannot tell a child. If someone does something to you that makes you uncomfortable, you have to tell, you have to blah, 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 right? And then in the next breath, teach a child, act, you know what, ignore your own feelings, how you feel about being forced to hook someone, and do it anyway because I told you to. So where's the, where's the, where do you draw the line with that? That's a very blurred line to put into a child's head. Children need to be aware of their own bodies. 
they they have to be, and they have to be from a very very young age, as young as possible. As young as possible. Sorry, sorry, Will, you want to say something? There? As young as possible. So do yeah. do we want to start? Do we want to start sitting down yeah. four year olds and five year olds and talking about uh, what what adults do in the bedroom and porn and? Well, and fannies and all this. Do, we, do you want to start telling five and six-year-olds that? Well, that was well your to have that conversation, Will, with a child, right? Uh, you said as young as possible now. Yes, I did say as young well, as possible. Well, so have you children? Have you got children? I have three children, adults. Well, what's now, the youngest? Yeah. What's, right. Would you be in agreement with sitting down a five-year-old child and starting talking about sexuality and what men and women do and men and men do and women and women do in the bedroom. Would you be would you be comfortable with teaching a child that at five or six years of age, would you? you see, you're sullying it with graphic notions of ta- showing a child, you know, no, but you, said as you, you, not. you made a statement there as young as possible. That's the statement you made. So well, I'm if you want to listen the to me, I'll elaborate well, can on I that, ask you the, can I ask? your own mouth. Just calm down. Also, just in relation, just to, to back up a little bit in what you said there in relation when you mentioned the word gays and trannies, I don't think people use that kind of wording anymore anyway, Will. I think, and isn't that the point of teaching a child? you know, at some point, you know, during their education about being non-judgmental. You may not agree with it, and that's fine. That's your prerogative. And the child may not agree with it, and that's their prerogative, but being non-judgmental in relation to it. But sorry, getting back to what we're saying, Lisa, Will is saying that he doesn't believe it's appropriate and under any circumstances to be talking to a child about something that he, as a parent, doesn't agree with because he wants to bring his child up in his eyes. I, I just hear Bible thumper with Will for first all, um, and yeah. Why, why do you, Why do you believe he has to be a Bible thumper? Of course he is. That mentality. Oh, how, why would you? Of course he is. Now you give out to him for being judgmental. Now you're judging him, calling him a Bible thumper just no, because he has conservative views. No, I don't, I don't know anything. I don't know anything about the Bible. In fact, I'm being observant, Niall, not judgmental. Back to what he But said. you are being judgmental, Lisa. By, by saying to somebody who has a conservative view, you must be a do Bible gooder, thumper. Do mentality in Ireland. I'm making an observation, Niall. Okay, okay. That's what I'm doing. But, um, well, he's clarified he doesn't read the Bible anyway, all right? Okay, he's probably yeah. brainwashed. But anyway, to go back to what he said... Ah, you're only said, a mouthpiece. That's all ah, you are. stop, please don't argue okay, like that. Have, have a little bit of respect for each other. Okay, okay. Anyway, Will... What I said was... I'm after catching you out. I'm after catching out in a load of bollocks. Ca- oh, now, hang on, Will. Stay time radio, okay? Watch your mouth, okay? If you, can't, if you can't watch your mouth in the middle of the day on radio, well, then we've lost the argument immediately, have we? Sorry, Lisa, continue what you were saying. Will um, said, as young as possible, to me, as, as though there was something wrong with that. Yeah, as young as possible, because stranger danger is taught as young as possible. Stranger danger absolutely is in... Uh, in the same same breath as being aware of your own body and not letting someone touch you, not letting someone harm you. That all ties into sex ed, right? A child needs to be made aware from a very young age. How young, Lisa? I want you to put an age on it because it's very important. There's a big difference between a five-year-old and a nine-year-old and a nine-year-old and a 12-year-old. So what, what age do you believe it's appropriate to talk to a child about consent, about Gender identity, because that's a big thing nowadays. Uh, about sexual orientation. What, what age do you think? Gender identity, right, and bodily autonomy and awareness are different things. I know, but I'm asking you, what age do you think it's appropriate, say, to talk about consent? Then? 
What age? Consent for the child. For, no, sexual. I'm, I'm talking about consent, you know, and, and the question I asked at the start of the show was consent in the context of adult relationships. I'm not talking about hugging your granny. I'm, okay. Right. We're not talking about hugging granny, but we're talking about consent. We're talking about putting it into a child's brain that when it's okay um, for someone to hug you, touch you, blah, no, blah, blah. No, 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 no. I'm talking about sex, sexual relationships and consent in sexual relationships specifically. So what age do you think it's appropriate for a child to know about that? Very quickly, because I have not much time here. Consent from when they can talk, Niall. Consent. Okay, from when they can talk. Okay. And keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number's 87 8 I'll take your calls. Uh, if you think you agree with Lisa... They should learn about consent from the moment they can talk. Dickies. All right, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number's 087-188-0008. Graham, I do agree with you. Personal space is very important for a child and they should know all about that. But we are talking about it in the context of an adult relationship. Valerie, you're in Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, Valerie? I'm great, Niall. How are you today? Good. I think everybody would agree with Lisa in the sense that, con- you know, that, you know, how do I say it? Consent is important in relation to who is allowed to touch you, who is allowed, you know, near you. Of course, your parents and a doctor, as Graham would say. But... When it comes to the context of an adult relationship and learning about consent in an adult relationship, what age is appropriate? Well, I certainly wouldn't um, agree that anybody in primary school should be exposed to porno- you know, to deep, strong details on pornography or anything like that. Mm. Um, I mean, I think most responsible parents will, you know, when they're rearing their children, will kind of let them know as they're getting a little bit older in primary school what is appropriate behaviour and what not to allow. You know, don't talk to strangers, don't go with strangers. If you need to use the bathroom, you know, wipe your own bottom, don't leave somebody else do it. There's age-appropriate ways that we, you know, you parent a child. And I I'm, I'm also wouldn't have an issue with primary school because you would have, unfortunately, some people that may be abused in the home or whatever mm-hmm. to let them know that it's not okay for somebody to do certain things. Yeah. But to delve into pornography or any serious issues like that in primary school, I wouldn't think that's okay at all. I do know in my own, with my own two sons, um, issues regarding what's appropriate for age was discussed in sixth year before they went into first year. Yeah. I had no issue with that whatsoever. Um, in mm. various aspects, I think it was a well, they, yeah, well, they do want to, They do want to change all that now. That's, that's the old sex education. Uh, they want to bring in a new sex education bill, which would delve into it a bit more deeply. Now, I'm assuming I wouldn't I would. think that's good. I, I think Le- it's, it's Le- Lisa, Lisa, there you go. Valerie believes that's not appropriate. First year is enough for all of that. Yeah, first year, Lisa. Well, yeah. you know, old Ireland mentality. If we don't talk about it, it's not happening. Do you know, I don't think it is. My, my two sons are extremely forward thinking. They're in early twenties, and right. they don't care if you're straight, gay, transsexual, whatever. They're, they've I'm not talking all about. Time. I'm not talking about I'm sexual orientation. Why is this conversation constantly sullied? It's not, it's one aspect of it. Sorry? No, it's only one aspect. You didn't let me finish my sentence. What I'm trying to say to you is they're open-minded in every aspect of sex. We're not going to be the whole lot. But you know what, they were also masturbating when they were 11 or 12. And you need to accept that. That's their private, yeah, but I don't not accept it. That's their private business, whatever they did in their bedroom. And, you know, yes. so they're obviously aware of it by speaking to their friends. But I don't think it's right to discuss pornography with somebody before they go into first year. That's my well, personal where's, where's opinion. Like your opinion. Coming in? Tell me, tell me where it's. Well, it was in. Well, it was, Lisa. I think what Valerie's referring to it was, it was in the news last week that they want to teach children at a very young age about pornography. I I don't know how they would do that in age appropriate manner. What about us, don't I? Well, I, mean, I, I think young t- children t- t- to prepare them for. Anymore. They're being exposed to too many 
Well, no. Would it be fair to say, Valerie, they're being exposed to it not only by, I suppose, the schools, but, you know, parents are buying them smartphones at nine years of age. So they yeah, know about it anyway. things that you can block them from that. Like well, no, I, and I would agree with you, phone, but sadly, you know? a lot of parents are not doing that. Mm, I don't think, you know, I think the majority of parents are responsible people and the majority of parents love their children and they want the best for them. What do you say, Lisa? You can't block reality, Lisa, is it? Yeah, you can't block Real- reality. Well, sex shouldn't be a reality for a nine-year-old. Awareness should be. You think I so? have made my children so. aware and I think most, most well-adjusted parents have made their children aware when they're growing up. I was probably doing it when they were in fourth class about drug abuse, all sorts of things, alcohol, you know, everything, just in general conversations at home. But you wouldn't be talking to them about Pornhub and pornography and stuff but like that. But would you talk to them about would be, um, consent? Would you have talked to them about no, consent? No, because they were too young. They wouldn't have understood that. They were too young to understand class, whether someone was in, abusing in them or not. Class, what? They would, they would, no, I, no, no, nobody's suggesting they would be too young to understand where people are abusing. Valerie has already said she would talk to them about you know the private space and about who can touch exactly. them in stranger danger. I think most parents would. You would say yeah. to them, if you're using the bathroom, don't leave a stranger see you or wipe your own bottom. Kind of a well, thing. The problem you know is, I mean? Valerie, that you're comparing, right, when your children were that age, you need to understand we live in a different world. Did it, Pornhub wasn't there as a threat when our children were in fourth class and in primary school. It well, didn't exist. has been around from the beginning of time. I remember it being has, but it brought under a lamppost with some girls living near me when I was in, I mean, See? I'm in my 50s, like, and showed a dirty magazine at, at the time and hands. said, this is what your parents are doing at night. I was traumatised. And I was probably in first year. I didn't realise. Okay, listen, guys. Our ladies just say, uh, Lisa and Valerie, I have to wrap it up there because that's great news. Listen, thank you very much indeed. Both of you. Lots of text, by the way, coming in. Some people disagreeing and agreeing with Lisa and others disagreeing and agreeing with Valerie. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's Classic.